premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible, as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Ruciello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Hey there, folks. This is Joe Ruciello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to our Sermon Sunday on the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Well, it's another Sunday here in beautiful Eagle Pass, Texas. It's a little overcast. It's a little wet out there, but that's okay. You know, we need the rain, and, uh, you know, we thank the Lord for it, and uh, it's much appreciated, although it gets a little muddy out around the back of the house, but that's okay. That's fine. We can work around that. Not a problem. Folks, I hope you made it to church this morning. I hope that your preacher gave you a message that brought conviction and repentance. I hope that you left church with a fresh burden for the lost and an even stronger love and appreciation for the Word of God. Folks, today is Missionary Sunday. We were supposed to do it last week, but um, wasn't really ready for it. And uh, today we're going to be talking about and praying for an active missionary and his family. And then our message for you today has to do with missionaries and the unpopular message that they bring out to the mission field. But before we get into the sermon for today, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And head over to our contact section, open up that little web form there, and why don't you send us over a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, folks, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. I look forward to those prayer requests, and I look forward to spending my private time with the Lord, my quiet time with the Lord, and praying over the needs that, uh, that are expressed in your prayer requests. So uh, just head over to our website, fill out the contact form, and send it over. But if you don't like to use the web form, totally understand that. You could always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Also, folks, while you're on the website, would you please look for that Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Now, if you can't commit yourself to a monthly recurring contribution, we understand that. Uh, but perhaps you might be able to uh, make and you would consider a one-time contribution. And if you'd like to do that, you could do it by clicking on the Waygiver button 
or you could scan the Cash App QR code, which is on the website as well. No matter how you do it, folks, just pray about it first, and if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live shows have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be extremely thankful and grateful for it. Now, of course, folks, first and foremost, like we do at every show, I just want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, first of all, for saving me, for rescuing me from hell, and uh, for dying on a cross, shedding his precious, perfect, sinless blood to pay the penalty for my sin. Because the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So I want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me. I also want to say thank you to the Lord for allowing me the opportunity to, uh, to serve him in this way, uh, to open up the Word of God with you on a, uh, on a weekly basis. And like we, like we always say, you know, Bible studies are just basically pooling our ignorance together and uh, trying to uh, glean something from the Word of God that we could apply to our everyday life and we could use for his honor and for his glory. I also want to say thank you to all of our current supporters, those of you who support us prayerfully. Thank you so much for your prayers. They really do mean a lot to me, folks. They really do. And they're a great source of encouragement to me. Uh, Thank you so very much for praying for my family, for praying for myself, praying for this ministry. Uh, It is so important to be prayed up before you get into the show. So thank you so very much for it. I also want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially. Thank you so much for your contributions. They really do go a long way, folks. I mean, they pay for just about everything that we're doing, and it's really appreciative. And, uh, you know, we've been able to to send money out to uh, missionaries that we talk about. Uh, once a month, and it's a, it's been a real blessing to be able to do that. So thank you so very much for that, and I know that the Lord will honor that at the judgment seat of Christ if you're saved. Uh, I also want to say uh, thank you to every single one of you that listen to this show faithfully every time we put something out. Thank you so very much for being here. Thank you for tuning in to the live shows. Thank you for the downloads and the plays. Uh, we are approaching almost 7,000 downloads. We are very, very close to that. And uh, next month, uh, April the 19th, uh, we'll have, we would have been doing this for one full year. And uh, it's been an, an amazing, an amazing time in doing this. Uh, we've been through a lot of ups and downs throughout the course of the year, a lot of personal heartache uh, over the course of the year, uh, a lot of tragedy over the course of a year. And, uh, you know, the Lord has just enabled me to be able to uh, maintain, to not miss anything, uh, to not have to shut down for any period of time, even though, folks, I'll I'll be honest with you, there are times where uh, I I feel like I need to. But, you know, the Lord kind of just pokes me and doesn't let me do it. So, you know, it's a a blessing, and and I'm so thankful uh, for every single one of you, and uh, God bless you for it. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you are looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-preaching church, uh, would you please consider visiting us over at 
First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is head over to our Facebook page uh, and just log into Facebook and search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. And when you get there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information, and you'll also find episodes of this podcast. But folks, wherever you're listening, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, folks, I also just want to back up for one second. Uh, I normally would say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church for allowing us to post the show on the church's Facebook page. I know I said our page. It's not mine. It's the church's page. And uh, I also want to say thank you to uh, my pastor and my good friend, John Monk, for uh, for allowing us to post it uh, and using the church's Facebook page as well. Uh, you guys know I don't have one, so this has been a real blessing, and we've had some good contacts and outreach through using that uh, Facebook page. So it's been a real blessing. Now, folks, uh, what do you say we take a second here and get into some announcements? Right, folks, I uh, just want to remind you of our Thursday night Bible study that uh, we have been having a fantastic time in studying the book of Revelation. Uh, this past Thursday night, uh, we finished uh, Revelation chapter 4. We went through the remaining 10 verses of the chapter. The Thursday before that, we just parked on verse 1 and took two hours two whole hours just on verse one alone because it is so packed full of information. If you missed any of those episodes, I would really encourage you to head on over to um, to Good Pods and you can uh, listen in or whatever platform that you choose to use. I prefer Good Pods. So uh, just head on over and check out those, uh, those replays, those podcast versions, and uh, tune in this coming Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, as we uh, get into Revelation chapter 5. Now, folks, if you're interested in prepping, I'd like to introduce you to the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast housing nearly a dozen talented podcasts and vidcast hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. The CRN podcast releases 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on current events. Uh, no issues are off limits to any of these patriots. I mean, you want to break down a current events? We got it. You want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency? Got that too. You want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic? Well, guess what, folks? We have that. Now, if you want to also hear about sports, politics, Bible studies, camping, firearms, and more, the Contra Radio Network is the place to be for it because the Contra Radio Network has it covered in spades. How do you find them? You can head on over to www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best, 
or you can find the Contra Radio Network on all of your major podcasting platforms. All right, folks, uh, don't forget to head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and uh, sign up for our programming announcements uh, on our email list there. What we do is we send out a notification to let you know if there's any changes to the scheduling, if uh, anything is going on um, that you need to know about, like if we have a guest or, or uh, if we have to cancel a show or delayed, start, delayed starts to shows. You know, it's good to be on that list. It's free. We don't uh, sell your information to anybody. It all stays here with me. And uh, we're not going to spam you and send you a bunch of mail that um, you didn't ask for. So just head on over to the Sword of the Spirit Podcast.com, Sword of the Spirit Podcast.com, fill out the subscription box and get in the know. Also, while you're on the website, why don't you head over to our Sword Swag section? And uh, when you head on on over there, you'll find our uh, Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs, which I am holding right here in my hand. And as usual, I have to uh, take my sip. And let's see what we have. Mm. We have for our hot beverage today, uh, we have some more green tea with honey and lime. Uh, Really good. I really like it. I think I told you guys last week that... um, uh, I never had a taste for green tea, never liked it until I got COVID and it was the only thing that actually tasted good. So, um, that's what I kind of lived on for a little while and it just stuck with me. I kind of like it. I don't know what happened. Never liked it before though. All right. So if you would like to have this beautiful sort of the spirit podcast coffee mug, you can get yours for a $25 contribution. All you need to do is just, uh, click that info button on the website and, uh, send me your contact information, uh, how many you want and what you want, and I will send you the link to where you can make your deposit, and we will get it sent out to you. Also, you could get one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast t-shirts, and we have it in the men's cut and the women's cut, and that is a $35 contribution. Same situation. All you need to do is press that info button and um, fill, it out, you know, fill out that, that information that we need, your mailing address and how many you want, and we'll get it sent out to you as quickly as we possibly can. All right. We are cruising right along here. Uh, we are going to take our first break and then come back and get into our prayer requests. Don't forget, folks, to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening!
right, folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, we're going to get into our prayer requests uh, in just a quick moment here. Let me just pull them up. All right. Now, uh, first and foremost, uh, we always start off our prayer list with those that are in need of salvation. And uh, we're going to be praying today for my mom, Diane, my sister, Laura. We're going to be praying for David, uh, the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're going to be playing, praying for Jackie as well, uh, a young man in our church, uh, Manuel. He's asked for prayer for his mom. And we're also praying for uh, Sharon as well. Now, folks, salvation is the most important decision you're ever going to make. Our message today is going to be very heavy on salvation, your need for salvation. And uh, we're going to be talking about the wages of sin. And uh, I just want to tell you that you know, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What's a wage? A wage is a payment. Is it not? A wage is a payment. It's what you owe for your sin. The wages of sin is death. The payment for sin is death. But, and that's a wonderful word in your Bible. Anytime you see the word but like that, that's a, that, there's something great to follow. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. A gift, if, a gift is something that you don't pay for. So going to church to try to earn favor with God, to try to earn grace, to try to earn mercy, to try to earn your salvation, it doesn't happen because salvation is a free gift. Your baptism will not save you taking that little cookie and, and drinking that, uh, that, that wine they give you. That's not going to save you. That's not how you... They, and they tell you that that's how you receive Jesus Christ. That's not how you receive Jesus Christ. Because if you receive Jesus Christ by eating it, first of all, you're a cannibal, and God tells us several times throughout the Scripture that we don't do that. Uh, uh, and if you follow eating it to the logical conclusion, you're talking about something very blasphemous. So the cookie doesn't save you. Drinking the wine doesn't save you. Your baptism doesn't save you. Church membership doesn't save you. Uh, your offerings don't save you. No good work that you do will save you. Nothing. The only thing that saves you is getting the blood applied to your account. And the only way that happens is if you ask the Lord Jesus Christ to save you. So, Heavenly Father, we pray for Diane. We pray for Laura. We pray for David. We pray for all those unsaved members of the Baldino family. We pray for Jackie. We pray for Manuel's mom. We pray for Sharon today. Lord, we just lift them up to you. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would... Uh, you would just draw them into yourself, Lord, that they would come to you in a spirit of, of conviction and repentance, and that they would ask the Lord Jesus Christ today, before this show is over, to save them. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would, if they're listening to the show today, that, that you would just uh, 
uh, use this particular episode because of the subject matter, Father, that we pray that you would use it in a, in a, in a powerful way to bring conviction, that the Holy Spirit would draw them in and they would be saved. And Father, we would be so thankful for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, going on down our list, uh, we're going to be praying for uh, Doug Turner, uh, who, is, uh, who is in the hospital. Uh, Doug Turner is a uh, former pastor, retired pastor, 89 years old. Uh, he's been in ICU for some time, and now he's, back. he's into a, a regular hospital room. So we're going to continue to pray for, uh, for Brother Turner. Uh, we're also praying for Pastor Martin, also 89 years old, a uh, retired pastor as well, served in the pastoral ministry for 50 years. And uh, not only that, but despite all the ailments that he has, Pastor Martin at 89 goes out once a week in street preaches, still reads his Bible 10 chapters every single day. And uh, we're thankful that, uh, that, that we uh, can call Pastor Martin a friend and uh, he's, he's a wonderful man, and I really do enjoy talking to him and the opportunities that I get to do it. And uh, a very wise man as well, and I'm very thankful for his friendship. So uh, we're going to pray for Pastor Martin for his uh, heart condition, for his blood pressure, for his, uh, for his uh, poor vision, for the other, hel- other uh, health conditions that he struggles with. And uh, we're going to continue to pray for him. We're also praying for Hezekiah for a biopsy. Uh, that he's going for. Uh, Hezekiah is a young man in our church. Uh, Mary Perez has been fighting with cancer, so we're going to keep praying for Mary Perez. We're also praying for my mom, uh, who is in the hospital, uh, and uh, we're hoping to get her moved into a rehabilitation uh, in, in the next day or two, and then eventually to get her back home. Uh, we're, pr- we're praying for Laura, my sister, for a slip disc in her back. Uh, praying for Sister Bernice, uh, a sister in our church who uh, has been fighting cancer for quite some time now, so we're going to lift her up as well. We're praying for Janae, who has a heart condition. We're praying for Furman, who is uh, in a hospital right now uh, with cancer as well throughout his whole body, so we're praying for him. We're praying for Sharon Baldino uh, for, uh, for cancer as well. Martin Mata also uh, dealing with cancer, lymphoma to be specific. Uh, We're praying for Daniel Villarreal, uh, who was diagnosed with leukemia. And we're also praying for Mario Martinez, who is currently in the hospital with a heart condition as well. Heavenly Father, we just lift up all of those that are on our sick list to you today. Father, we just pray that you would touch each and every one. Lord, that you would bring comfort, that you would bring healing, that you would bring grace, that you would have mercy, Father, that you would uh, just minister to each one of them in their particular need as they recover, as they struggle. Lord, we just pray that you would lift them up, that you would be a blessing to them, and Lord, that uh, that special grace that each one needs right now to handle what it is that they're dealing with, Lord, I pray that you would just pour it out upon them in volumes. Father, we thank you so much for all the love and mercy that you show. And we'll ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Moving on down our list, we're going to pray for, uh, for Jude, 
uh, Judah's my brother-in-law. He's a, uh, he's a contractor up in New York City. Uh, he is uh, traveling abroad right now, so we're going to pray for him, for his protection, his safety as he travels, and we're also going to pray for his business. We're praying for Federico Salinas, uh, a very good friend of mine who has moved on to the next chapter of his life and his career, and uh, we're thankful to have him uh, in our life as a friend, and, and we appreciate um, his heart to serve the Lord, and uh, so we want to pray for him. We're praying for Angel uh, and her pregnancy. We're praying for her husband, Alex, as well, uh, for her pregnancy. And we're also praying for him for his job. Uh, Isabella, for her walk with the Lord. Jessica, for her walk with the Lord. We're praying for Alex Herrera, for his walk with the Lord, for protection as he uh, traveled to go uh, retrieve his vehicle and he's making his way back home. So we're praying for his, uh, his uh, protection and for his safety on the road and for travel mercies. Uh, we're also praying for his health and uh, for his current employment situation. Uh, we're praying also uh, at Alex's request for his father, Furman, uh, that uh, the Lord would just protect him uh, and, and show his favor while he's in the hospital and he's away, and also to help get his dad into a, uh, into a, a good nursing home, and uh, also that the Lord would allow him to survive through to the rapture. And then we're also uh, praying for uh, Melina's appointment uh, this week in San Antonio. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for uh, all of those on our general prayer list, Lord. We lift up each and every one of them to you, and we ask you, Heavenly Father, that you would just be a blessing to each one, that you would touch each one, that you would meet every specific need that is there on that list, all according to your honor and your glory and your perfect will. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, and then we come to the unspoken prayer requests that we have, the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Uh, we're praying for uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. We're praying for uh, Brother Hector, Mike Elizalde, Manuel, Angela, my, and myself as well. Father, we want to lift up uh, all of those that are on the unspoken prayer list. Lord, you know exactly what the needs are. You know exactly how to answer those needs. Father, we pray that you would answer according to your perfect will. We pray, Father God, that you would bring comfort where it's needed. Lord, that you would bring grace, that you would just touch each one. And Lord, that you would minister unto each one according to their need. Father, we thank you so much for all that you do for us. We, we thank you for all the answered prayer, whether it's yes, no, or not now. Father, we thank you so much for it. We ask you, Lord, to bless the rest of the day ahead for each one. Lord, we ask you to uh, bless this, uh, this, this program as we move our way through and then get into the message. And Lord, we will thank you and we will bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, you can uh, feel free to email them to us at uh, info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That would be info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Or you can head over to our website and you could uh, just use that web form and send it over to us there as well. All right, let's see. Moving on down into our Missionary Sunday. Now, the missionary that uh, we're going to mention and that we're going to pray for uh, today is uh, the Pizzo family, and they are serving over in Israel. Now, I don't have any updated uh, uh, prayer letter from the Pizzo family, so uh, we're just going to mention them. We're just going to mention that they are serving in Israel, which is such an important place for them to be uh, because 
you know, we're, we're supposed to reach out to the Jews. We're supposed to reach out to those uh, in, in the Holy Land. Uh, we're supposed to be doing these things because the, the Jewish people are God's chosen earthly people. And uh, we're thankful that we've been grafted in, uh, but, but God's chosen earthly people is the Jew. And uh, we, have, we have an obligation to bring the gospel message to them so that they would be saved. Because without Jesus Christ, even though they are God's earthly people, without Jesus Christ, they are lost and on their way to hell. And so we thank, we're thankful for folks like the Pizzo family that, uh, that, that responded to the call and the burden that the Lord put on them to serve as missionaries to the Jewish people. So Heavenly Father, we want to lift up the Pizzo family. Father, we pray for their protection. We pray for their safety. Lord, we pray that you would use them in a mighty way. I pray, Father God, that, that you would use Brother Pizzo, that, uh, that, that folks would be getting saved under his ministry, folks that, uh, that, that, that have the traditional history behind them but don't have the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, we're thankful for families like the Pizzo family that travel into these places, Lord, uh, sometimes into very hostile places, hostile to the gospel, bringing a message that's, uh, that's not a very popular message, especially in a place like Israel. Father, we pray for them. We ask you, Lord, that, that there would be much fruit gleaned from the efforts of the Pizzo family, and that, Lord, you would get all the honor and glory for it. So we lift them up to you today, and all the missionaries around the world that we support, that preach the gospel, we thank you for them, and we lift them up to you today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, so the Pizzo family in Israel, please continue to pray for them that, uh, that they would be protected, they would be safe, that the, uh, the gospel would be received, and uh, that they would have all of their particular needs met. So thank you very much for, uh, for, uh, for praying for them. We appreciate that. And uh, at the end of this month, uh, if we have the funds available, we will be sending a monetary gift out to the Pizzo family on behalf of the Sword of the Spirit podcast family. All right, so we have actually a, uh, a listener question that we're going to be answering today. And uh, this question is from, let me pull it up. All right, so this question is from a listener by the name of Robert. And uh, Robert asked, uh, when I mention private time with the Lord or quiet time with the Lord, what exactly does that mean? And what should I be doing in that quiet time? All right, well, that's a good question. Now, uh, your quiet time with the Lord is basically a time where you're going to be uh, opening up your Bible, and uh, you'll be reading your Bible, you'll be in prayer, and you'll be speaking to the Lord, but you'll also be listening for the Lord. Now, he's not going to speak to you in an audible voice, um, but he'll speak to you through his word. Uh, the Holy Spirit might... Uh, might direct some thoughts into your, in, you know, through, in, into your mind as, as you're in prayer or as you're reading. And uh, that's how he'll speak to you. 
So uh, it's very important to have your quiet time and, and have it on a daily basis. Now, uh, when, you do, when you do have your quiet time, uh, the first thing you should do is that you should pray. You pray as you begin your study, and you pray throughout the entire time that you're spending with the Lord. Uh, you, whatever passage it is that you're reading in your Bible, whatever it is that you're up to in your Bible reading, or whatever pa- passage it is that you're studying in particular, you read the passage from the Bible slowly and systematically. And then you, you write down your observations. You get yourself a little notebook or a notepad, and you take notes. Uh, you know, things that the Lord will impress upon you, uh, some things that you might see. And also you have to make note of things that you don't see. So you've got to really pay attention. All right? And then as you finish, you pray also. And here's a good little acronym you can use uh, for pray. Uh, P, praise God. R, respond to what you read. A, ask for others and yourself. And finally, Y, yield to God. So P-R-A-Y, praise, respond, ask, yield. It's a good little way to remember that. And then, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to go through these dry spells, and my advice to you is to work through those dry spells. Uh, Don't give up. Don't close it in frustration. Be consistent. And uh, those are just some, some things that I do uh, and I started doing that. I, w- I was taught that by, by the man who led me to the Lord. And uh, I, I still go by it when I, when I have my quiet time. And uh, it's, it's important to do. So make sure you do it. All right. Okay, going on down here. I hope that answered your question. And if you have any more questions, feel free to send them over to us at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Dot com. All right, moving on down the list, uh, we do have a birthday to mention. One of our listeners, Lori, has let us know that her birthday is coming up. And uh, since it's on a day that we're not going to be doing a show, we will wish her a very happy birthday right now. On behalf of the Sword of the Spirit podcast family and on behalf of myself here, Lori, happy birthday to you. God bless you. And we pray that you have many, many more. Happy birthday, Lori. God bless you. And once again, on behalf of the Sword of the Spirit podcast family and myself, God bless you. And I pray that the Lord gives you many, many, many more birthdays. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break here, our second break of the afternoon, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible, grab yourself a cup. Grab yourself a cup of coffee, maybe get a refill, maybe a bottle of water. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into today's sermon 
on the wages of sin. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back right after this.
This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello. And, uh, you know, when you hear that, that means it's time to uh, open up your Bibles. And uh, we're going to get into our sermon for this Sunday in just a moment. Uh, so this is, I believe, episode 78. Yeah, episode 78 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And, uh, all right, would you take your Bibles and uh, head over to the book of Romans today, the book of Romans, and we're going to go over to Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6, and uh, when you get over there, we'll start, we'll start reading in Romans chapter 6 and verse 16, Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness? But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness." I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Our Father, would you add your blessings, I pray, on the reading and the examination of your holy word. Help us to understand and comprehend 
this day more clearly than perhaps ever before in our lives that uh, what we are studying is not just any book, not a regular book, but the divine, holy, inspired, preserved word of God. And so, Lord, may it minister to our minds and our hearts effectively. For I pray in the loving name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, this is, this, this, this is Missionary Sunday. And we just talked about the Pizzo family. Very briefly, but we just spoke about the Pizzo family and their ministry over in Israel. Now, and we prayed for them as well. Now, why do missionaries deserve our prayers and our support? Is it because they're often in physical harm's way? Well, sometimes they are. Is it because some of them labor in countries with um, extremely unsanitary environments? Some of, them, some of them are. Do we support them and pray for them because of fluctuating economies? Yes, we do. The economies in these countries go up and down. Sometimes the dollar is worth more or it's, or it's worth less. You know, sometimes it's a struggle for them to put food on the table because of the fluctuating value of the dollar. Do we support them and pray for them because they're away from home and, that's, and, that, and all that's familiar to them? You know, families and so on? Yeah. Yes. But I believe, and I really believe, that the greatest difficulty for a missionary, the number one problem is that we send them forth. And, and I say we, obviously, you know, it's endorsed by the Holy Spirit. We're just a human agency that tries to do what we can. But we send them forth to preach a really tough message, an unpopular message. You know, Jesus said over in the book of Matthew, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Did you ever wonder about that? Jesus said that uh, John was the greatest man, at least to that point, that had ever been born. I think about that. Wow, right? The Lord said that about John because John wasn't afraid to preach an unpopular message. Every time John shows up in the New Testament, He's preaching repent. You know, you don't preach repent if you don't deal with sin. Because one is incumbent upon the other. And Jesus said, he's a great man. John wasn't preaching Romans 5.8 or even John 3.16. He was just preaching repent, repent, repent because of your sin. Well, that message ultimately cost him his life because Herod took his head. And some would say, well, uh, we do have a message of love. Yes, we do. And thank God we do. And we have, a, we have a message of God's compassion and praise the Lord for that. We preach a message that extends beyond all boundaries of the law and encompasses God's grace for by grace are you saved through faith. Isn't that a wonderful thing? But you see, there's no genuine comprehension of the necessity of salvation and the provision of salvation until, first and foremost, people come to a complete understanding of the sin issue. If it wasn't for that, none of the rest of it is necessary. So we send these missionaries out to preach a real tough message because it's a message that's not readily received. 
Now, the word wage that our Bible says in verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, the word wage indicates an employer. Isn't that right? What do you receive, or what have you received from an employer? A wage, right? And God knows that and utilizes that word to express what he's putting across to us. So it indicates an employer-employee relationship. The text suggests that by using the word the, the, the text suggests that by using the word servant, and it further suggests that uh, there are only two employers in the world. That's all there is. There's sin, and there's righteousness, in a spiritual sense. Only two employers out there. You're either going to work for sin, or you're going to work for righteousness. Paul begins his thesis in the book of Romans on sin by stating, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now it's the position of the Bible that everyone at one time or another is under the employment of sin. You work for sin unless something dramatically changes in a conversion process. Now some of some now some would dispute they work for sin. Some would say I don't, not me. You know, when I lived in New York, uh, there was a beach at the south end of Staten Island. Uh, and from there, you could see Perth Amboy, New Jersey. And it was probably, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing here, probably about 20 miles. Now, if I wanted to get from the beach to Perth Amboy, I would need a boat. Why would I need a boat? Because I can't jump that far. And I can't swim that far either. Now, if we tried to jump, some of us would jump further than others. Some of us can swim further than others. I mean, would you agree with that? But we're all going to fall short. Not one of us are going to make it. Now, some people say, well, yeah, I really don't consider myself under the employment of sin. <laughs> no, you got it wrong. What you don't understand is that maybe you can jump a little further than the next guy but you're still going to fall short. You see, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, because some people have a great difficulty, and you know, perhaps it's pride. I, I don't know what it is, but you know, some people have a great difficulty in picturing themselves as a broken-down sinner. There's a great deal of justification that goes on that, with that in the world, too, you know, to convince ourselves that sin really isn't sin. Now, several years ago, I preached a message very similar to this one, and I, and I used as an illustration an article from a very popular magazine to demonstrate the justification for sin that goes on in the world. The article was called, Why It Feels So Good to Be a Little Bit Bad. That's the article. And they came up, they came up with 10 recommendations, and uh, two or three of them, which I can't even read to you, but here's what the authors are recommending to, to the ladies of America. Because the, the, the magazine was directed more toward the women. All right? Number one, gossip. It says here, next time an acquaintance does something selfish or even unethical, spill every gnarly detail. Have you ever read the book of Proverbs? God says quite to the contrary, doesn't he? And you know, every one of these would constitute a sermon. 
but I'm just using this for an illustration. All right, number two, get a load of this. Number two, flirt with a man who's not your husband. Lovely. Number three, I can't even read to you. Uh, Number five, uh, procrastinate. Then tell yourself you're being creative. And then it goes on to say, you won't necessarily be lying. Putting something off can ratchet up inspiration. While you're wasting time, be sure to check out plenty of videos of kittens on treadmills and cute puppies in baskets. It's a wonderful recommendation, right? I think that Bible says, you know, redeeming the time for the days are evil. Now, here's a great one. It says, don't censor yourself. Swear when you stub your toe or get a paper cut. Believe it or not, there's some evidence that using colorful language can ease pain and may even help you bond with others. Plus, sometimes you just have to toss an F-bomb. Of course, there's a time and place for everything, so when you do let loose, be aware of little ears first. (laughs) Be aware of little ears first. Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? Please help me justify my sin. And then I can, you know, along with society in a general way, say, I'm not so bad. I just swear a little bit. All right, here's a good one. Eat two desserts. I'm for that. All right? Who wouldn't be? I'm for that. But then it goes on to say, or have a third cocktail. Well, you drink three cocktails and then you go drive. I mean, isn't that what they're recommending? Be gleefully grabby. Every once in a while, you should take the last cookie. We tend to suppress that instinct, but a little bit of me firstism can make you giddy. Hmm. All right, and here's their last one. Now, mind you, I skipped a few of them, but here's the last one. Get mad and stay mad. Instead of adhering to the adage, forgive and forget, it's sometimes sometimes wiser to remember, at least for a while. um, And that's real biblical, isn't it? That's the recommendation of this magazine and its authors. And you can search for it if you want to. I mean, if you want to know what magazine it was. But do you see what all that is? All of that is man's effort to justify his own sin. That's all it is. Now, we send missionaries out to preach on sin and the wretched, horrible, desperate consequences of it. And you can see why more and more the world rejects that message. So I believe with all of my heart that the toughest job that a missionary has is to preach on sin. Because until that's covered, nobody really genuinely comprehends the grace of God and the marvelous love of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, years ago, there was an evangelist that traveled the country, and he said, you know, I met a few people that tried to convince me that they, were, that they weren't bad sinners. And he said, I met a well-dressed woman who came forward at the salvation invitation. I took her hand, and I was prepared to give her a prayer to repeat after me. The prayer is usually something like this. Dear Lord, I know that I'm a no-good sinner. I know that I can't save myself. I need forgiveness for my awful sins and I can't do it without you. Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. 
I here and now receive you as my personal Savior. I'll try to live for you, and from this night on, and I pray this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Then he went on to say that, you know, thousands of people seeking to get saved prayed that prayer with me. And then he said, I took this woman's hand, I began to lead her in prayer, and I said, repeat after me, dear Lord, I'm a no-good sinner. But she never said a word. I looked at her, and I asked her if she wanted to be saved. She said, yes, I do want to be saved, but I'm not a sinner. And then he said to her, then you can't be saved. Jesus only died for sinners. And then she replied, but I'm a good sinner. There are no good sinners. So I told her that she would have to take her seat. And then I said, God can't save you until you become conscious that you're a no good sinner and need his forgiveness. But you don't understand, she said. I'm really not a bad sinner. I told her to go back and sit down. But she held on to my hand like a vice grip. She looked me in the eyes and she said, please forgive me. I know I'm a no good, hell deserving sinner. I'm, pr- I'm a proud, no good sinner. I need Christ to forgive me of my sins. Wonderful. Now you're ready to do business with God. And then they prayed. And, and that lady got marvelously saved. But folks, do you see what was necessary? What was absolutely necessary was that they came to terms with their sinfulness. Once it becomes obvious to people they work for sin, the next question is, why do they remain in its employment? You know, sin gives up its slaves begrudgingly. It has a paralyzing effect. It's like a drug. Its users always need another fix, even though in their heart, they know it's killing them. Look with me over in James chapter 1. James chapter 1 for a moment. James chapter 1, verse 15. Then, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You know, because like a gambler, they keep convincing themselves it will ultimately work out to their advantage. The author of sin, who is Satan, is the greatest of all liars. He's a murderer and a liar from the beginning. So, because of that, he pays his servants with death. The wages of sin is death. They're not convinced death is the result. They're not convinced death is the result. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our last break for the evening here. When we come back, we'll finish up our message on the wages of sin. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're listening on a platform where you could give us a five-star review like Good Pods and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please, if, uh, if you feel like we deserve it, smash that five-star review. And we'll be thankful for it. Also, if you are logged into Spreaker and you want to get involved in the chat room, jump on in, say hello. And we'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
I can't help but think about the Lord and all the things He's done. He meets my every need. You know He's been so good to me, and I can't help but praise the Lord for all He's done. For all He's still be many more if i could mention only one i'd have to thank him for his son and that's enough to praise the lord for all he's done for all
Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and we are talking about the wages of sin. The wages of sin. Now, we have to consider for a moment the very, very large picture. If sin did not bring forth death, if that weren't the case, then it doesn't make sense that out of nearly 8 billion people on the planet, there would be one, there would be one that wouldn't die. I mean, just one. Wouldn't that make sense? There's some little element of sin that creeps in through our Adamic DNA, for the wages of sin is death. It's absolutely unavoidable. Now, the world isn't anxious to receive that kind of a message. I mean, do you think that magazine we just talked about would print this sermon? I doubt it. I doubt it, because they don't want to hear this. Did you ever ever stop to think that if... uh, if we're at the top of the evolutionary chain, and that's what they try to tell us, isn't it? Aren't we? You know, I mean, you know, Piltdown, Neanderthal, you know, all the rest of them. And you've seen all the charts, you know, your great, 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 great grandfather walked around dragging his knuckles. You know, but if we're at the top of the evolutionary chain, then why do some parrots and turtles live longer than we do? They do live longer than we do on the average. And isn't that interesting? The killing power of sin is more manifest from some sins than other sins. In other words, it's pretty evident that there is a a phenomenal killing power in illegal drugs, right? And some legal ones, too, as far as that goes. But, you know, people don't see or acknowledge or recognize that same killing power in, say, bitterness. You know, Paul talked about the root of bitterness. That can destroy your life as quick as anything else. Some people say booze. Oh, yeah, that'll kill people, and it will. It will. 
You know, one of my closest friends growing up, his son, smart kid, very successful, wife, kids, couldn't stay off of it. He drank himself to death. They found his body under a bridge, dead. You know, some people would look at that and say, that's sin. Well, yeah. But how about jealousy? How about that? Some people would say, well, what about fornication and adultery? Can't put up with that. Well, what about wicked thoughts? Some people say, well, murder, right? And that's the ultimate. Okay, but what about hatred? You know, the Lord Jesus said, one is tantamount to the other. Hmm? Someone said, I'm not a thief. I didn't steal anything. Okay, well, how about coveting? You don't have to physically steal it. You just have to steal it in your heart. You know, when you die is just a matter of how often and how big your paychecks are. The wages of sin is death. Well, it's easy to ignore the obvious. You know, sin is a reality. Most of us in our humanity don't connect the dots from from sin that was in the past to consequences in the future. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now our text, in conclusion, indicates the possibility of a new employer. You know, when I was learning how to preach, I was taught never present a problem in your preaching without presenting a solution. God provided a solution. He said, now here's your problem. You're in the employment of sin. And the wages are death. But here's the solution. God is providing a new employer. It's inherent that righteousness flows from eternal life. Death is the wages. That means means we earned it. But life is a gift. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, most people would believe that life is also earned. And so then, you know, the construction of all kinds of religious systems over the years have come out to support these heresies. You know, people want to believe that, you know, if in fact the wages of sin is death, then then life can also be earned, even as death is earned. But the fact of the matter is that God says, "Uh uh-uh. No, you can't earn it. It's a gift. I'll give it to you, but it's a gift. True righteousness is impossible without a personal union with Jesus Christ because he's the source of it. There's only one source of real righteousness, folks. Only one. Not two, not five, not ten. The source of true righteousness isn't a church. It isn't anyone in a church. It isn't a podcast. It's not the Vatican. It's not anyone that lives in the Vatican. It's not in any religious system in the entire world. The source of genuine righteousness is the only one who ever lived a righteous life. He who knew no sin became sin for us. 
He's the fountainhead. He's the source of righteousness. Do you know what righteousness does? It builds productive lives. Sin destroys lives. But sin, like we already said, is like a drug. You know, it hooks people in, and then they can't quite give it up. You know, I've, over the years, I've, I've asked people to come to the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of their sin and trust Him as their Savior. And frequently, very frequently, the answer's been, well, I'll do that, preacher, but I've got a couple of things I need to take care of first. Do you know what that always translates to? I'm not quite ready to give up this particular sin. I've got to hang on to it just a little bit longer. Not understanding that the only power over that comes from the source of righteousness, not from within themselves. You know, billions of dollars are spent to, 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 uh, to recover people from all kinds of addictions. Isn't that so? I mean, you can't even put on the news without having to hear about one of the Kardashians going into rehab. Or, or some Hollywood personality or some celebrity or, or you know, someone's got to go to some drug rehab or alcohol rehab or, or a, a sex addiction rehab or gambling rehab. You know, they got to go to some kind of a rehab. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question and let this stick in your mind. If, if you lose everything else that we talked about today, let this stick in your mind. And I know how, I know how it is. You know, you, you can listen for so long and you hear everything, but sometimes the only thing that'll stick was a joke, right? But, but I need you to try to capture this. I need you to capture this. Have you ever seen a recovery center or a rehab center where people were sent to recover from Jesus Christ? There's no such thing. There is no such thing as a recovery center or a rehab center from Jesus Christ. No such thing whatsoever. Because you don't need to recover from him. In fact, I hope I stay addicted to him who gives life and gives it more abundantly. But I wanted you to see you know, as we, as, we, as we ponder these missionaries that we've talked about and, and we help support, I want you to see the difficulty that they face. The difficulty they face is, is really the message that they preach. It's a hard message because the candidates don't want to receive it. You're calling me a sinner? No, I'm not. But God is. You're judging me? No, no, I'm not. But this book does. I don't have a right to judge you. I don't have a right to judge you because my sins are probably worse than yours. Oh, man, I am sure glad you said that. But it doesn't matter if mine are worse or yours are worse. You're still not going to be able to jump to Perth Amboy. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us. And folks, this is the problem. And God provides the solution. And he says that you don't have to serve sin. You can serve righteousness. 
And that's initiated, it begins by trusting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now, we spent about 40 minutes on the first part of the show, and I've been preaching now for almost, almost 40 minutes, and we have a couple more minutes to go. This could be the most important hour and a half you spend in your life, more important than anything else. God says that you're a servant to sin, which you don't have to be. The source of righteousness could live in you and dwell in you and help you win victories. Now, does that mean that everyone who's saved, everyone who's born again, serves the Lord, does right, is sinless? No. That's not what God says. And if you read all of Romans chapter 6 and chapter 7 and all of chapter 8, you'll get the whole picture. You'll get the whole picture. But God does say that he can give you a great deal of victory over sin. And that's the good news. Again, folks, there are no recovery centers or rehab centers from Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your blessings upon the reading and the preaching and the teaching of your holy word today. Father God, if there is one, just one, under the sound of my voice today that is not saved, Father, I pray that you would use this message today to reach them and that they might be saved. It's not a complex issue. It's not a ritual that they have to go through. It's just putting their faith and their trust and their confidence in what was done for them. Lord, the religions of the world are all a religion are all are all religions of do. But true Bible Christianity is done. It was done for you. Father God, I pray. I pray for that one that's listening that's not saved. I pray, Lord, that you would save them today. That they would pray that very simple prayer. Lord, I I am a no good sinner. I am a sinner on my way to hell. Lord, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to be saved. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Apply your blood to my account and save me. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, folks, it's not the prayer that saves you. It's the attitude of your heart. It's putting your faith and your trust and your confidence in what was done for you. All the prayer does just confirm that you acknowledge it. So why don't you pray that prayer today? Why don't you pray that prayer right now? 
And if you do, would you please let me know? Father, we ask you to bless the remainder of the day. Lord, those that will be heading out to church later on, Lord, we just pray that you would, um, you would give them a blessed time in the service, Lord, and that the word of God would be preached in truth and in love. And, Father God, that many souls would be saved today. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for, for providing a way out. Because your word says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen. All right, folks, uh, that'll just about do it for uh, this episode of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I want to thank you so much for listening in today. God bless you. Thank you so much for your time. And again, if uh, you prayed that prayer and you were saved today, please let me know. Info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. You can also head over to our website and let us know through the web contact form. Folks, don't forget uh, Thursday night Bible study at 7 p.m. Win the lost, no matter the cost. God bless you and take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.